Only so good. Testing, testing. Yeah, yeah, yep, you're good. Am I, am I deafening you? Not anymore. Great success. What's up? <laughs> Not much. We are recording. I'm already recording. Oh, oh. I just hit record, you know, just try something yeah. a little different. Yeah. Wow. New year, new record button. Howdy, partners. No, I don't like that. Cut that out. Okay. No, nope, it's not getting cut out. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like my song? Yes. Yes. I don't know how much of it you you kept. I, was I kept the whole damn thing. Oh god. Like okay. I cut that whole segment out and I saved it as its own file. Like it is saved the whole thing. Yes. 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 So it is saved. It wasn't shared, but it was. Oh, saved. Okay. yes, okay. yes. That'll have to go in our greatest hits. <laughs> That's my plan. Yes, get a greatest hits going this year. <sighs> How was your week? I mean, literally, I want to hear all about it. You know what I'm talking about? Spill the beans. Vroom vroom. My week. My week was good. A uh, few snow days, but yes, we picked up our new car yesterday. Woo-hoo! Yay! It was probably the easiest vehicle purchase <gasps> we have ever made in our life because we already knew what we wanted. Okay, well, yeah, so we walked in. We, yeah, we said we want this, this color, this interior with these features. Done. Make it happen. And the woman didn't even have to do anything. Like she didn't have to try to sell us a car. Like we already knew what we wanted. Yeah. The only thing that almost happened was my husband and the finance guy, because, you know, you still got to go back there and sign mm-hmm. paperwork. So we got a printout of a, you know, new detailed out bit once they got the actual VIN for the car. Mm-hmm. And the price changed a little bit. So my husband wanted to know what changed here and there. It was, you know, in our favor change. But yeah. he just wanted to know, like, what did. Yeah. Girl. We got back there to the finance guy. $5 difference in our favor. Like it cost us $5 less. And my husband and the finance guy got into a fucking argument over it. Cause my husband wanted to know where the $5 went. I have a five in my purse. I know. I right? could just so, like we're sitting there. Right. And my husband goes, I just want to know, like, I'm not fucking retarded. I just want to know where it went. So I can understand like, why did this change $5? And the finance guy is like, I don't know why you're so worried about it. Like, it's $5 in your favor. Like, we didn't charge you $5 more. So why is this a big deal? And my husband's like, I understand stand that. You know, like, his very matter-of-fact Australian voice. Well, most people take that very defensively. Like, they just instant defense. Yeah. So it's then an it, honesty thing. It's not It's not an attack thing. It's an honesty thing. It's just, okay. it's just his tone, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I, like, sometimes he can sound a little aggressive but at that time mm-hmm. he was just he curiously like that was i want to understand tone yeah me being married to him i understand that and so i told the guy i was like look he just wants to understand it's like it's not a big deal we're still going to sign the paperwork and the guy's like well i'm not really sure because my printout doesn't match your printout and so well that's a problem yes so now they're both just like walled two type A personalities, right? <laughs> and my husband goes, look, man, I just want to know. And if you don't want to tell me, then we don't have to buy the car. And the guy goes, well, I don't have to fucking sell you the car. I was, <gasps> like, I was like, okay, guys, like enough. We're going to buy the car. Like, just chill out. It's not a big deal. It's $5. We'll figure it out. I would have walked away just because the customer service was shitty. 
But at the same time, you knew exactly what you wanted. That was the car that you wanted. Why should you suffer? Because two guys are having yes. a, a pissing contest. Yes. So I get that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I see both sides. But if somebody said that to me or my husband, I probably would have slapped them or thrown something on them and walked out and prayed to God that the next dealership had the car that I wanted. So needless to say, we, we got the car. Love the car. Well, I'm so happy. Okay. Yes. Yep. So I, I'm not going to lie, still a little sad that I traded my car in because that car has been through everything and it was the first like new car that I've ever bought. Yeah. So it was a little sad yeah. to see her go, but I hope she's but loved she, by her new people. Yes, she will. But you took very good care of it. It's going to take very good care of the next owner. Yes. <sighs> and they don't have to worry about tinting the windows because that is already done for them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Winning. Hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag winning. winning. So, how about you? How about, how about, uh, that was really it anyway. So, how about your week? Well, I got zero snow days. Um, didn't get to drink mimosas during the day. Yeah, rude. And how do I explain this? So, to, this week was like the longest, shortest week of my life. Yep, I've, I've had those. I understand. Like, it drug on forever, but it went by so fast. Yep, I understand that. And I did a lot, like, I, I got a lot of overtime this week because we were just slammed at work with it being the new year and everybody switching insurances and blah, yada, blah, blah, blah. It, lots of overtime. So, and then I worked Saturday morning. I really worked half a day Saturday. Just, why not? Tack on some more money. Who cares? Um. And so now my days are all fucked up. Like, I don't even know. I Clearly, I know it's Sunday because that's when we record. But and football's <laughs> on. So I'm really excited. Football's on. And I'm like, but today should be Saturday. So why do we have all the foosball going? Yeah. So it's been it's been confusing. But I'll get back on the track soon. Uh, we did try a new restaurant in our little little town here. Yeah. It was Barbecue and Blues. Okay. And it was awesome just a kind of like a hole in the wall little restaurant it's called murky waters so if you're ever mississippi they've got a few along the coast of mississippi i guess there's like three or four okay um and it's just like this little hole in the wall and you know the burnt tips of the brisket kind of the, fattier, oh, yeah, the crunchy bits yeah the good one you can order just that you can just get the crispy bits and they'll bring you and it says while supplies last. So I guess they throughout the day cook X amount of briskets and yeah. keep the the burnt parts. I am going to tell you my mouth is watering thinking <laughs> about it. Like it was so good. It was like the best bite every bite. Like, oh, it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I was so excited. And Eric got some kind of uh he ordered uh, brisket nachos, which yeah. were, I was surprised how good it was. It was so good. And uh, he got some kind of uh, pulled pork uh, sandwich or pulled or brisket sandwich, something like that. Okay. But, oh. And then you got blues going in the background and you can never go wrong with blues ever. Mm, it's pretty good. It's like just, for background music. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had a live band setting up. We kind of went before the rush because we were told that, like, there's usually a line out the door. Yeah. So we went before and we got to watch the band set up and huh. 
It was really cool. So that was a highlight. My highlight. And that was Saturday night? Yes, last night. Whatever last night was. That's what Saturday night. (laughs) Well, that's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like trying new places. I mean, we're in a new town, so everything is new. But then you find that restaurant where you're like, we will be back. Could eat here twice a month. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Pretty much what we can afford twice a month. But um, anyways, yeah, that's about my week. That's exciting. Am I forgetting anything? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. It's like, did I forget anything? But not really. Eh. No, but when this comes out, I will be in New Orleans celebrating my birthday. Nolens. Nolens. Bur- uh, Bur- Burbany Street? Going to Bourbon Street? I don't know. Going don't to know. Gay District? I mean, we could. It is pretty fun there. I'm just saying. I can't walk in heels, but I can sit there and admire them people walking in heels. Because they wear the lump, those big heels that, like, yeah. jab your eye out, man. Which is insane. Because, one, those roads are terrible. Two, the sidewalks are usually terrible. Three... Aren't there still brick bits on Bourbon mm-hmm. Street? Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure they're still, out. like, brick paved. I mean, they're, it's amazing to me. It's yeah. absolutely amazing to me. You just watch it all, like, wow, you get it. I don't know what your pronoun is, but you get it. Everybody's <laughs> a you. You get it. You go you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that would be fun, though. I'll be with my sister. Hanging I'm out? Yeah. Get some baby loves. Are the boys going? Loves. Uh, Eric's going to be there. And Sam's boyfriend will be there. Mom's coming to babysit so we can all go have an adult night. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Nice. I think so. I hope so. It'll That's be fun. Be a great weekend. Woo-hoo. I'll talk all about it next episode. Yeah, it will be next episode. Wait, are you going to be able to record on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll be home. We'll be home. She'll We're be just going over. down. Probably. No, well, no, I'll just grab another beer. We'll be good. <laughs> just keep the ride going, you know. Yes. Um. The only other thing is I was a genius when I scheduled the podcast release episode and I put it for midnight. So nice. So you got an early, you know, early listen. Good on you. It there was you definitely go. meant to be released at lunchtime, not oh. 12 in the morning. That's why I woke up to the yes. little thing on my phone. Okay. I was like, wow, Sarah is on top of no. it. Get it, girl. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I looked at my phone and it had the Facebook because we're on Facebook now. Our podcasts are on Facebook. And I was like, Coffee Chaos Chatter has posted episode 37. I was like, no, we haven't. And I thought about it. I was like, fuck my life. I put it for midnight. <laughs> you know what? You let that bitch release the moment <laughs> it hit Saturday. Everybody got it. <laughs> yes, everybody. Enjoy. That's yeah. awesome. We are on Facebook now. That was, that's something new. Yeah. We got figured out. Well, I don't know you, how I did it. You did. <laughs> it was a complete accident. You did it. I don't like, I had been trying when I went home for Christmas. I was like, oh, we can add it to Facebook, you know, and I keep putting in our RSS code. And it was like, sorry, this is the wrong format. I was like, what do you mean it's the wrong fucking format? It's from the website. Yeah, it uh, didn't give me the wrong format. It told me I needed 
Well, first it just sat there doing nothing. And I was like, okay. So I hit a button and then it said, you need your code. We emailed you a code. And I was like, I haven't even gotten an email. (laughs) So then I hit resend and then we got an email and I was like, whoa. And then everything just like went green. And I was like, oh, we did it. That's exciting though. Complete accident. Have no idea. But it's there. Don't touch it. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it. So you can find us on Facebook. Um, That's it. I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. It's your turn to go first. I get to go first? Yeah, because I went first with my really boring Cursed Rocks last week. Okay. The Cursed Rocks weren't boring. That is its own type of freaky bullshit that we don't (laughs) need in our lives. That is what that is. It was not bullshit. I feel like there needs to be some sort of like pilgrim pilgrimage page or like some sort of page that, you know, cursed. My life was cursed because Uluru and then just reach out and get their stories. Like, did your curse ever get lifted when you sent the sorry rock back? No, that's probably because it's pavement. I wouldn't tell people that just because <laughs> <laughs> like, if they're living in this little bubble and trying to figure this stuff out, uh, you know, I would be heartbroken to know that my sorry rock got turned into pavement and didn't go back to where it needed to go. Yeah. And, and now you're cursed I, for life. Probably try to find some kind of voodoo priest to apologize to the rock gods or so. I don't know. I don't even know how any of that would work, but. okay okay so i really kind of tickled myself a little bit and i don't know how this happened okay but usually whenever i'm working i have to have my tv on Okay. You know, I have to have background noise. And sometimes I switch it from ghosties to murder to like magic mic back to ghosties back to murder. You you never know. Yeah. It's all over the place. So this week, the same guy kept popping up in these like murder stories that were happening, like uh, just random on the TV playing. But I kept hearing the same name and I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to look this guy up. Okay. And I'm going to do a story on it because apparently he wants me to talk about him because he's over here in the background while I'm trying to work. Just catching my attention. Okay. So today we are doing a murder story. Yeah. I can't really tell you what state we're going to be in because we're going to be in all of them. Okay. Lots of them. All right. Um, This guy is a serial killer. Clearly. Uh, that pretty much got away with it from the 70s to about 2010. Jesus, like 30 years worth of murder. Yes. He has, and he's not known. He's not widely known. So it's a very fascinating story. Anyway, my murderer today is Samuel Little. He was born June 7th, 1940 in Georgia. He claims his mother was a prostitute. 
Okay. Uh, soon after his birth, he moved. He was they moved, and he was raised in Ohio with his grandmother. Uh, while in junior high, this is where his problems started to develop. He had discipline problems, achievement problems. Um, by his own account, he began having sexual fantasies about strangling women as a child. This all started. Now, I'm not sure how we were in junior high, and then it all started when he saw his kindergarten teacher touch her neck. So that's kind of a big gap there. And it's quite a gap. That's how they have it. So that's how I'm going to report it. Um, He used to collect true crime magazines depicting women being choked. His woman of choice was prostitutes. Uh, He said... Yeah, he claimed that it's because nobody cared about prostitutes and it was easier to get away with. He could strangle them. Nobody would care about it. It would just be another dead body on the street. Very strange guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Um, So at the age of 16, he actually got arrested for breaking an entry um, into uh, in a property in Nebraska. Uh, and that sent him, when he got arrested, they sent him and held him in a juvenile uh, institution for offenders, um, trying to help him, you know, yeah. like, look, dude, you're still young. Let's, let's try to help you. Uh, clearly that did not work. Uh, little moved to Florida to live with his mother in the late six, 1960s. Uh, he claims he worked various jobs like he was a cemetery worker then he was an ambulance attendant very opposite well kind of strange strange jobs yeah he said he then began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law he was arrested in eight states for uh crimes that included driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, and aggravated assault and rape. Okay. He kept getting arrested and kept getting let go. Like how what how like how does he get let go? He serves his time and he gets out and he hits the road and continues to go. Nobody knows he's killing people while all this is going on. Apparently. No, clearly. I have no idea. Um, At some point uh, in the 60s, I believe it was 60s and 70s, while he was in prison, he actually got into boxing and he referred to himself as a prize fighter. So this guy is a big guy, okay? He's like six foot something, 250 pounds, like just... A big guy. Okay. He's a big guy. Yep. Okay. So Samuel Little is uh, not the so little. most prolific. Not so little. He's okay. not this little scrawny guy. Uh, he's Samuel Little Big. <laughs> big Little. <laughs> However you want to say it. <laughs> Samuel Not So Little Little. There you go. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, he is the most prolific American serial killer of all time. At 79 years old, he was serving a three-year life sentence and confessed to killing 93 people across more than a dozen states between 1970 through 2005. 
Now, I said this because we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit and we're going to kind of go through his timelines. And this is such a crazy story. 93 okay. people? 93 people. Like, does he have dementia he, in jail? He has more confirmed. Now, this is confirmed kills than Bundy and uh, Gates put together. This is how crazy this guy is. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. So, now we're on the crimes. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, in 1961, Little was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in Lorraine. He was released in 1964. So, he did his three years. By 1975... He had been arrested 26 times in 11 states for theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. <laughs> okay. How do you get arrested 26 times in 11 states and still get out? And still get out. And still get out. I mean, I figured, like, after the 10th time, you're pretty much a lifelong criminal. Stay in there. Yeah, Especially just, just if you're there. going to jail for the same things. Clearly, you're not learning your lesson. Freedom is not really your forte. So maybe you should just stay in jail. You know. Okay. <laughs> At least you have a room, three meals, like. Three meals. Nobody like, to kill. Care of. Can't really. Oh, I mean, I guess you. You could kill your bunkmate, but it's really kind of frowned upon. Yeah. Um, Not like you're going to go into more jail. You'll just go into isolation jail. There you go. And plus, friends don't stab friends. So if you got a bunkmate, you're kind of... Probably not his friend. Very very true. It is prison. I mean, okay. Okay. So in 1982, Little was arrested in Mississippi for shoplifting while in custody Uh, Police were able to obtain a warrant and charge him with the murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose LaPree, who had gone missing in September of that year. So that's 1982. Okay. A grand jury declined to indict him for her murder. There was not enough evidence to indict him for the murder. Wow, okay. But while he was in jail in Mississippi, Florida said, hey, if you're not going to do anything, send him our way because he is a person of suspect in one of our murders. Let us have him. So he was extradited to Florida and tried for the murder of 26-year-old Patricia Ann Mount, whose body was found in September of 1982. So September of that same year. Yep. Prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as the person who spent time with Mount the night before her disappearance. Due to the mistrust of the witness's testimony, Little was acquitted in 1984. Because they were prostitutes, nobody wanted to believe them. Listen, just because... They're still fucking humans, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. They're still human. And if somebody said, hey, that motherfucker killed my friend, I, I don't care what you do for a living. Let's get the evidence. I mean, you have to have more than just eyewitness evidence. Like, there's got to be something. Wow. Okay. Like, I am, I'm offended for these women. Oh, me too. 
beyond. And the uh, thing that I was watching broke my heart because these women are still alive and they're like, you know, we did everything we could do. We went to the cops. Nobody believed us because of our profession. Yeah. And it just broke my heart. That's a whole nother topic. Anyways. So Little is acquitted and moves to California where he stayed in the vicinity of San Diego. In October of 1984, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling 22-year-old Lori Burroughs, who survived. This is how he was caught. She survived. She survived. But this is how he was caught. Uh, oh, it does say. Okay, one month later, he was found by the police in the backseat of the car with an unconscious woman also beaten and strangled in the same location as the attempted murder of Burroughs, the lady. Little served two and a half years in prison for both crimes. The police pulled up on this motherfucker in the backseat of a car with a woman unconscious because he strangled her. As he's raping her and trying to kill, and he only serves two and a half years, and that two. is two victims. Yeah, for two victims, not just for one. If I was that woman, I would have gone to prison for murder. Exactly. <laughs> I would have shot him in the fucking head. Like two and a half years. Here, I'll give you two and a half years. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask the jury look, this motherfucker tried to kill me and only got two and a half years. Yeah. And it wasn't just me. There was another one. So give me my two and a half years. I'll serve my two and a half years and go on. Anyway, okay. Exactly. So upon his release in February of 1987, he immediately moves to Los Angeles and commits at least 10 additional murders. Thank you, California. <laughs> I mean, he's like this. Uh, like a, a booger, like a slimy. Yeah, you flick like, it, but it gets slime. stuck to somebody else. No, he just keeps slipping through the cracks, man. Like nobody is keeping this guy in jail. Like he's getting arrested, but he's getting out to continue whatever it is he's doing. So Little finally gets arrested on September 5th, 2012 at a homeless shelter in Kentucky. Uh, He is then extradited to California to face a narcotics charge, not a murder charge. Not not murder. No. (laughs) Narcotics. Okay. We got some drug charges here. Who cares about murder? Fucking like 20 years later. Yeah. What? After which authorities use DNA testing to establish that he was involved in murders of Carol, uh, Carol Elford who was killed July 13, 1987. Guadalupe, uh, I'm going to mess this last name up, Apodka, who was killed on September 3rd, 1987. And Audrey Everett, who was killed August 14, 1989. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of Los Angeles. He was extradited to Los Angeles, where he was charged on January 7th, 2013, for the three murders. Let me guess. He served three years? A few months later. (laughs) Fucking hell. 
The police say that Little was being investigated for the involvement of three dozen murders committed in the 80s, which had been undisclosed until now because they had no evidence. They had nothing. In connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, the LaPree murder case was reopened because now they've got his DNA. So now they have physical proof this motherfucker has killed some people. In total, Little's DNA was tested for the involvement of 93 murders of women committed in the United States. What the fuck? Like, imagine living that long and getting away with that much. Like, justice will not even be served. Like, the man will be in prison for 10 years before he fucking dies. Is he already dead? He is already dead, but this does get better. Oh, God. I'm still going. Fuck. I'm still going. Little does the right thing. (laughs) Little does the right thing. So um, the FBI and the Texas Rangers were able to confirm 50 of these killings officially. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. Uh, the reason they were able to do this is they confirmed 50. Confirmed like DNA uh with little reencounting the murders, they were able to get the details that were not released to anybody. And how do you remember that many murders? I guess when they all die the same. Let me tell you. So, um, hold on. I pulled this from like three different, so I'm trying not to backtrack too much, but a little bit. So while Sam was in prison, uh, for the, 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 while he was doing his three life sentences, the FBI approached him. Uh, little appeared to have information regarding a killing in Odessa, which brought in the Texas Rangers. Um, then little was approached with an offer. So the reason why little decided to start talking was because he didn't like the prison he was in and wanted to be moved. So the offer was, give us information, and we'll switch you to a new prison. Fair trade. Little turned out to be uh, more than willing to talk. So according to the FBI analyst, uh, Christina Christina Palazzo, over the course of the interview in May, he went through each city and state and gave uh, Ranger Holland and I, the number of people he killed in each place. For example, Samuel Little would say, Jackson, Mississippi, one. Cincinnati, Ohio, one. Phoenix, Arizona, three. Las Vegas, Nevada, one. He remembered every murder he did. On top of that, he would draw their their pictures as he was telling the story the picture of the girl that he murdered he drew her picture and this was also how they were able to confirm at least 50, 50 of them of the, at least 50 of them now the confession tapes because they recorded it are on youtube and i am going to put those on our website because it is insane to listen to this man talk okay so with his cooperation like i said they were able to actually confirm 
conclusively right now 50. So the rest of them are still being worked on, but it's not to say that he, um, made it you know, up he or didn't do them. Whatever, yeah. yeah. But they're still doing the DNA testing. They're still kind of reevaluating the whole case. He did end up dying. This is what I'm, a lot of this kind of goes back and forth. Um, it's crazy. Just, just crazy. A lot. This also gave closure to 50 families yeah. of victims and their families. He died of, I believe he had heart problems, but he was like 80 years old when he yeah. died. So, cause he didn't, he didn't get caught. Um, so, but that's my story of John Little. He would draw pictures of his victims, and this is how the cops were able to confirm, like, actually confirm 50 kills. And that wasn't until, like, 2005 and 13. beyond. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, imagine yeah. living your whole life getting away with that many murders. I mean, that's what he did. He and like, just... Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You agree to make a deal because you don't want to be in the prison you're in like what what if he hadn't made that deal you'd never know never but i'm still like i'm mind blown that that's even an option in the documentary they think it was more than 93 but we'll never know yeah that's as far as i got. mean it was <laughs> 1970 to 2005 yeah you don't just stop killing people no Clearly history not shows like history shows the more you do it, the more you crave it and the more it escalates. Yeah, clearly. That's insane. I'm like, I'm blown the fuck away. Like, it just makes me more annoyed at the justice system, honestly. But yeah. they had him. Yeah. 26 times. But they always like, oh, well, sorry, you're a prostitute. We can't take your word for it. What? And how do you get two and a half years for strangling two, being caught red-handed and strangling two prostitutes and you only get two and a half years? Like one that got away and one that you guys fucking happen to roll up on. Yeah. But because your profession, it's only worth a year and however long. They're still human. I know. (sighs) That's when you just look at the judge and be like, Pretty sure it's your kind that goes after them at night. Shut the fuck up. Like, right? Two and a half years? Get out of here. With all due respect, Your Honor. And then somebody with like a a, a pot conviction gets like 20 years. How does that happen? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I've got a lot of theories, none of them appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> gotcha. Touche. We'll talk later. <laughs> fuck. Oh. That's annoying, but that's pretty cool that they were able to confirm 50 of the 93 known. Well, with his drawings, his drawings, they on the documentary, uh, they showed the victim and the drawing and it's uncanny. And that was after that's in 2010, 2011. And these murders were done in the 80s. And it's like detailed. Perfect. Clearly the man has an issue, but mm-hmm. he obviously has a very photographic memory. And it could be one of those things that like a hobby. I know that's a weird way to yeah. put murdering. No, but, but the fact that clearly, he could, 
Yeah, he could yeah. remember the city he did it in, how many he killed in that city, and then remember their faces. Is Yeah. I don't think he knew the names, clearly. Clearly. But the cops do have, uh, I think that FBI has the pictures that have not been confirmed yet. They have them up. So people, if you're missing a loved one from that time frame, you can actually go and look and see if your loved one is one of those people or not to try to help solve some of these Jane Doe's. Well, so again, he targeted prostitutes. So that that would be a little bit more difficult because yeah. generally. Yeah, they don't have a very good family yeah. life. Or they're disowned yeah. or, you know, what other yeah. sort of tragic reasoning but, <sighs> it's crazy that's a crazy story that's really funny that that was on your tv or whatever all week though oh yeah all week and i was like okay fine clearly I'll just do it. i need to talk clearly. about this <laughs> yep, clearly <laughs> clearly we need to be blown away so here we go all right well that was that was a good story i like that story <laughs> sam not so little little sam not so little little all right well my story so it's funny. I actually wanted to talk about this one before. Uh, I had gone to lunch with a few of my coworkers because we were out doing a planning for the, the holiday party. Okay. So we were getting all that organized and then we went and had lunch and they were talking about this folklore thing that their parents used to tell them. And two of the people in our group are like they have the Hispanic like Spanish background. Okay. And so they could share this story amongst themselves. Like as kids, this is what our parents used to tell us. And I was like, that's actually pretty good. I said, like, that would be a great podcast topic. So I saved it. And then it came back up in my Facebook newsfeed because they recently made a new movie about it. And I was like, I'm going to talk about it because this is really kind of fucking creepy and sad. So we're going to talk about The Legend of La Llorona. <gasps> Ooh. Yep. Uh, she that name translates into the weeping woman. The like crying, mournful, weeping. Yep. Um, I've heard the name, but you've probably seen a movie. Be good. Yeah. Be, no, I haven't seen a movie about it, but this sounds good. Okay. All right. Sorry. Good. I want to say the the movie that they're getting ready to release, or the one right before it, was done by the same people that did. Uh, Oh, God, what's the one with the the creepy nun ghost? It follows the Annabelle series. Okay. I know Annabelle series. I know what I've seen previews for what you're talking about, but I haven't seen the movie. I'll think about it. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, La Llorona is popular throughout the southwestern United States and Mexico, um, some of the articles I read said that she stretches all the way up to like where Yellowstone is. So that oh. like the Hispanic and Spanish culture has taken her there. Um, a lot of Mexican uh, people will like they believe that La Llorona follows them wherever they move to. So it doesn't matter where they live in the world that she will always be there. So like it's so ingrained in their culture that they believe that this woman spirit follows them everywhere. Wow. That's kind of weird. That's kind of creepy. But nowhere safe. Yes. Okay, let's go. Um, she's considered to be a tall, thin spirit 
she was blessed with natural beauty when she was alive and has long uh, flowing black hair. Uh, the reason she's depicted or like seen as a really tall and thin is because the events that led to her becoming a spirit were so dramatic for her that she stopped eating and sleeping. <gasps> so they say oh, when no. she passed that this like she kept her tall, thin looking form. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she is known to wear a white gown and she is also seen roaming along rivers and creeks, uh, wailing into the night and searching for children to drag into a watery grave. Going on. Why? I'll tell you. (laughs) It's in the story. Uh, the cool thing about La Llorona is she dates back over four centuries and various origins, but her exact origin is unknown. So like where the story started, nobody knows, but it spans across the world. She's known as different names across the world, of course. Um, but a lot of the Aztec stories actually have her as a goddess or multiple goddesses. Um, she's known as the snake woman uh, who wore white and walked about at nighttime crying. Or she was also known as the jaded, jade skirted one. Uh, she was the goddess who oversaw the waters and was the elder sister to the rain god, uh, Taluk. Okay. Uh, the reason she was feared as being a goddess is because as the jade skirted one, she would drown people and overturn boats. And as the snake woman, she was considered one of the ten omens that predicted the conquest of Mexico. Wow. So she was like one of the... Oh, God, the conquistadors are coming. Like, she's one of the omens yeah. to that. Uh, the reason they say that is because uh, she, that goddess was known for foretelling impending death and doom. Why is she so angry? Uh, yes, I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. She is very Just kind of giving you some background here. Um, for the Aztecs, they would sacrifice children t- to honor her and to satisfy her. So these children... The Aztecs love killing people, just push them off the pyramid, you know? Sun gods, fucking La Llorona, here, have some children. Um, So what the Aztecs would do, they would go around to mothers who had children. And if the children cried, then they would be selected. And the more and harder the children cried, the more pleased that the Aztecs were to sacrifice them because it was thought to, like, be beneficial and, like, it would please La Llorona because these Holy children were fuck. fucking terrified. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still with you. So um, another historical story is the arrival um, of the Spanish people into America. Uh, she was known as La Malinche. And she was actually an interpreter and a guide to Cortez when he did his conquest of Mexico. So she kind of ties back into that, you know, Mm -hmm. snake woman or whatever, because she foretold the conquest of Mexico. And then later on became the mistress to Cortez. Um, It is said that Cortez left her after she gave birth and he went back and married a Spanish woman. And out of anger and vengeance, she murdered the child that Cortez had with her. Holy fuck. Okay. (laughs) Um, this legend also dates back to Greek mythology, 
for um, of Medea, who killed her sons after being betrayed by her husband. So it is the woman of many names. Who okay. it all mm-hmm. revolves around killing children, vengeance, anger, sorrow, and water. Let's just be real, real quick, okay? It's one woman, and you named all her fucking personalities, and they are all destructive. <laughs> let's all just let's just be real. <laughs> Well, she has more na- no names. Um, in Ireland, personalities. In Ireland, Fine. she's considered like a form of a banshee. Okay. In England, they the English parents will use the tale of Jenny Greenteeth. I wanted to look more into that, like why do they call her Greenteeth? But I didn't get to that. But okay. Jenny Greenteeth, um, and she is known to drag children into watery graves. Um, most of the time, like, your European parents will tell these stories to children to keep them away from water. It's more yeah. to, yeah. And that's actually what got me interested in the story is the two at the lunch table were talking about, like, anytime we wanted to go play by the pond or the river, my mother would always say, you know, watch out for La Llorona. And then, of course, now they don't want to play in the water because right. they want to die. Um, And then on top of it, she's rooted throughout the European and the old world as the white woman. Um, she's more known as the white woman in German and Slavic traditions. Okay. So regardless of who's talking about her or what name she goes by, she is always described as a tall white figure who appears near water and is always crying for children. Okay. Um, okay. I'm still trying to figure out why she's, is it because her husband left her? Is that why she's so angry? Yeah. So the most popular version of La okay. Llorona. <laughs> I just, I just need to understand her. Yes. Why are we so angry? So it features the tale of a, like a, a stunning, beautiful peasant woman. Uh, and okay. she was either betrothed to married or was just with a, a wealthier man, like outside of her peasantry roots. Um, she lived very happily with him, and they had two children before Maria's husband lost interest in the marriage. So whether they did get married or they never went through with it, regardless, they had two children. She loved him. He lost interest. Uh, one day, Maria was walking with her two children along the river, and she spotted her husband with another woman who was young and beautiful. Oh. Yep. In a fit of rage, she flung her children into the river. They washed you know, away with the river. Believed to be drowned. And when Maria's anger subsided, she realized what she had done. And she spent the rest of her days wailing by the river, mourning her dead children. Uh, Some versions of the story I read said, like, she just stopped eating and drinking. She would run through the streets crying for her children. And then at night she would walk the riverside. And eventually, you know, she just succumbed to her weakness. And now that is what her life is doing is looking for her drowned (sighs) children. In another version, it says that she drowned herself in the river, succumbing to her sorrows of, over what she had done to her children. Okay. Um, there are a couple stories that say uh, Maria was so vain and knew that she was beautiful that she would flaunt around in the streets at nighttime to entertain the men. And then she left her children unattended and one evening returned to find them, like she found them drowned. Oh, um, and then there was another story that said she was a drunkard and, you know, didn't really 
tend to her children properly and, you know, found them drowned. But no matter what version of the story, it's always like tied around those things. Yeah. Yeah. Her kids drowned. Um, For some that believe in the ghosts of La Llorona, you know, of course, she's fearful. She's seen as vengeful. And she likes to take young children who are too close to the water's edge and drown them in place of her own. So they think it's like a way for her to feel that like her children are back, even though she's drowning. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Uh, For others, she can be a warning of impending death. Or like in England, she's used as a disciplinary figure for children who misbehave or unkind to their parents. So the same thing kind of goes along with my coworkers. Like their mothers used it to keep them in check basically. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, like instilling fear. Terrifying fear. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, okay. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, the spirit has been reported to be seen walking around the PARA building. Uh, PARA stands for Public Employees Retirement Association. It is said that this building was built on land that was once an old Spanish Indian graveyard near the Santa Fe River. Many of the people who work there tell tales of hearing cries throughout the halls and feeling unseen hands pushing them while on stairways. There's no babies there, though. Nope. But again, like in some cultures and some traditions, mm-hmm. they just see her as like a vengeful, angry woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and of course, people tend to stay away from the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then some like Hispanic cultures believe that the weeping woman will always be with them, which is what I was telling you before. Um, and they follow like she'll follow any river. So if you're living, you know, wherever and there's a river there, they believe that she'll follow the river up just to oh, be. Oh, OK. Yeah. So she can be anywhere that there's water. That there's um, water. OK. Yeah. And oh, then, I'm fucked. I am surrounded by water. Yes, you are. <laughs> Swamps, rivers, ocean, uh-huh. lakes. Got it all. Um, of course, most of the people that believe in the more terrifying version, uh, they're afraid of the dark and they're afraid of water. So we should really ask our friend Maria if she believes in La Llorona. <laughs> that's why she wouldn't jump off the bridge. I think that's that Got has it. to be it. We're going to have to ask her, like... But this is, of course, you know, four generations, our four centuries of this story being told no matter where you are in the world. Like, that's pretty intense. Like, I would have to say it's one of those records for the longest stories ever told. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's all pretty similar. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a few differences, but you kind of take the middle of the meat of it and it's all... A woman who's wow. sad and angry murders her children in a river, and now she's sad and, as a spirit, just wants to fill that void of no children. So she kills children to bring them into the afterlife to try to make up for her own. Yeah. <sighs> but it was like it was super entertaining listening to these two like just share their horrifying stories of like how oh, their yeah. parents. Yeah. <laughs> so now my question is: now that they're adults, are they still afraid of oh, water? Yeah. Well, like, I was about to say, that's oh, yes. probably ingrained forever. Because one of them is Air Force and one of them is Space Force. So they, they went to the two branches that are as far away, away from, from fucking water. water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as yep. far away from water as you can get. Yep. Okay. So, but I like, um, 
I did find a, a website. I can't remember what it's called, but it talks about people's stories. Um, a lot of people, either Hispanic or friends of Hispanic people or uh, Spanish people, they say like most of the times she would come to them in their dreams and have them like in their dream, have them follow her to a riverside or like to a, a old abandoned dark house. And then she would scream at them to get away or else she will drown them. Like that every story that I read was very similar to that. Or they would see her walking along a river and then just disappear. But she would be like wailing. Okay. Now here's my question. When they woke up, were they in their room? Yes, they were still in their room. Okay. No sleepwalking. Okay. That's no, what no, I needed to no know. No sleepwalking. I have some crazy ass dream now. <laughs> Because you put this screaming woman in my head. The banshee in my head. You know. Oof. But like just a minute. And most of the times they would tell their friends after the fact, like, you know, I saw this crazy woman. She told me this was her name. Uh, usually it's Maria or, you know, they, they wouldn't tell her an, or she wouldn't tell them a name in the dream. She would just be in white with the black hair or whatever. And they would like, I had the craziest dream. You know, I dreamt yeah. this woman had me go to the river and like. Their faces just go white. Like, what's wrong? Oh, well, let us tell you the story of love. Let me tell you what just happened to you. (laughs) So you were visited. Hopefully you don't die soon. Like, what the fuck? You know a priest. Get a priest ASAP. (laughs) You need. (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah. like holy water. Sprinkle that around your bed. Like, wow. But could you imagine? No. But I'm going to now, so next time I have a dream. Like, I'm just going to admit here, I'm still scared of the dark. Like, I love sleeping in the dark, don't get me wrong, but I don't open my eyeballs if I feel weird. Like, eyeballs stay closed. Oh, no. Yeah, don't open Uh your eyes. If you feel uncomfortable, don't, yeah. Don't stick your feet out under the covers. Oh, no, I have to sleep with one foot out from my covers. But if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm terrified... A lot of people will like just immediately sit up and I always envision myself if I wake up, if I sit up, my head's getting chopped off. So I just lay there with my eyes closed <laughs> and I'm listed because I don't want to be decapitated. And I know that's an irrational feel fear in your 30s, but it's still there and I don't know why. Yeah, it's still there. Like when there's a dark room, I have to reach around and flip the light switch. And I like to this day I'm like Please don't grab my hand. Please don't grab my hand. You know, because all I can picture is like this fucking cold, clammy hand grabbing mine as I'm trying to turn the light on. Like, ah. yes, it is very yeah. irrational. But clearly, we oh, died okay. in the dark at some point in our life. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I do the same thing. Even going into like my laundry room, which is right off of the dining room, and it's pretty well like if the dining room is if lit. it's daylight outside, I can see in, but I still want that fucking light on. Yep, because it's just. Things hide in the shadows. Just saying. I don't There's need a that. space between my washer and my dryer. Stop putting... <laughs> the only thing that can fit between my washer and dryer is a sock. Maybe the cat. But I'm not chancing it. Yeah, not chancing that. Ghosties can shift. Yes. I'm just saying. So, you know, join us in your irrational fears. But I'm so glad my parents didn't know about La Llorona because I don't oh, think God, I would God. ever swim. Maybe the ocean. It never says she goes around the ocean. She just oh to, salt water. She sticks to fresh water. Yeah, clearly sleeping with salt water next to my bed. <laughs> That's how we fix it. I fix can, it. I can hear it now. Like you're gonna tell me in a few weeks' time. Like 
Eric was really mad at me last night because I threw a glass of salt water. <laughs> oh it was two God. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he would get his head chopped off because he would come straight up out of it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, okay. So that's my story. Um, that was awesome. Law Yorona. Not Terrifying. as uh, She probably killed 93 people unconfirmed. I'm just saying, she's an angry bitch. That's yeah. all I gotta say. She got her heart broke. Sister, listen, we've all had our heart broken, but you just gotta. She's almost like a old school, like, grunge lady, but she wasn't murdered. You yeah. know, same kind of concept, though. Mm-hmm. Spirit out to get children that she decided to kill because yeah. her, her man wanted to put his dick in another woman. Yeah. Yeah. Some damn dicks will get you in trouble every time. <sighs> and they ain't worth being this pissed off for this long, trust me. No, not for four centuries. Four centuries, sister. I mean it. Time to calm down. Time to calm down. Yeah, you've taken enough children or people or, you know, sacrificial children. Find you a ghosty husband and move on. Move on. Go to the Cayman Islands. I mean, you pretty much have. All the fresh water you could ever want. Yes. Yeah. Except for Australia. So. They have one river. Don't then don't go to Australia. Like <laughs> Don't worry. There are other things there that can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just just it it's gonna be okay. But yeah, I've been it's sitting be on okay. this since that lunch. And it, that was well, look, fucking weeks ago. So Well that's awesome. Yep. I was not sitting on Samuel Little. He just came to me last week (laughs) of my mad dash of trying to figure out what the hell is happening with all these insurances. At least that was metaphorically came to you because if not, you'd have been strangled by now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's dead now. So, I mean, I'm I'm, one of his ghosts. Pretty. Yeah. There's actually a a documentary on him on uh, Discovery Plus. Where this girl is now obsessed with trying to solve the rest of the pictures and like obsessed with trying to solve. But then I saw a new thing on the Zodiac Killer and I decided to watch that. You know, it's funny you said that because I was just thinking like the people that have been obsessed with breaking his code. There's a they've got a computer now. Well, yeah, because to try to break the the Zodiac. Yeah, so that's the documentary that I'm watching where they solved the one that was unsolvable. So I'm on, like, episode two. I think there's, like, five episodes. That's pretty good. But it's a whole documentary. Like, they have this whole fucking computer set up just to break this code and figure out who the Zodiac Killer is. It's like Alan Turning. Yeah. It's crazy. But a computer. Now it's a computer. Not a man with a computer. Anyway, well, that was fun. That was fun. Man, imagine getting away with that many murders, though, for that long of time. Like, I'm still, like, reeling over that. Like, how? But I guess when you stick to people that people think are lesser than people. Yeah. You can get away with that kind of crazy bullshit. And, uh... Oh, and I noticed there was a pattern. He always went for, like, 20-year-olds. Yeah. Why? In their 20s? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if, like, 
the 80s, 70s, 80s, if that was really kind of the age frame of that line of work, because they're young, they're beautiful. They're on drugs. You know, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, or maybe he just has a thing for 20-year-olds. I don't know. They are young and beautiful. They are young and beautiful. So, well, I don't know. Hopefully, Lawyer Rena doesn't visit you tonight. Or John, not so little, little in your dreams. There you go. Maybe they should hook up. Uh, They're both in the ghosty world. Both murdering. Just saying. If she comes to me, I'm going to give him, give her his name. Be like, hey, go check this guy out. Oh, I called him John. It's Sam. Sam Sam Little. Yeah. Sam Little. Yeah. I don't know why I want to keep calling him John Little. I had one more thing. Like it came. I was going to tell you and it's gone. Uh Uh-oh. But that's okay. Um, that's it. The end. Uh, the end. Podcast time over. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Boom. JK, podcast not over. Resume. I listened to. Mm -hmm. Here's your, here's your warning. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I listened to a couple episodes. Yep. Yep. I listened Uh to a couple episodes. They're hilarious. Hilarious. They talked about, uh, the topics that they talked about, the two that I listened to were pretty funny. I can't remember the second one, but the first one they talked about like n- numerology and zodiacs and like what makes somebody an asshole. I was fucking dying, so I highly recommend you listen to that episode. Okay. Yeah, but yes, we're uh, getting people talking to us. The man, warning thing, this. the warning one. Yes. This is your. Warning. I will reach out to them. I forgot to reach out to them this week. It was just absolutely insane, but I will do that for sure this upcoming week. Reach out and see. Yeah, it's good. If they wanna if they wanna say hey. Or vice versa. Um, we can say hey. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Where can anyway. we find us? Uh, well, funny story. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and that's it. And we have a website. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we don't have a Twitter. Facebook, um, Instagram, <laughs> the end. Uh, uh, website. Uh, has everything uh, it's com. fun little links you can just click on the little facebook icon it'll take you to our facebook click on the little instagram it'll take you to our instagram click on the little discord it'll take you to the discord it's a lot of fun just a lot of click on pictures see what happens yeah it's like the wormhole you're going through a wormhole you don't know where you're gonna come out just kidding it just tells kidding. you It'll come out where the picture is <laughs> Um, Patreon, show us some love. Yeah, I have a really great idea for either Discord or Patreon. I'm not sure which one we're gonna do yet. Okay, we'll discuss it. Uh, so let's see some love. Let's see. Let's see what's happening. All right, happening. Happening. Right. Send us your stories at the at the at the gmails at the gmails coffee chaos chatter at gmail dot com. Also on the website. Yeah. And we even have a little contact us page on the website where you just kind of fill in your information and bam, there it is. My cat is pissed because he that. is fine. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Hi, Rue. Rue. Hi, Rue. Making his uh, debut. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I got. Until next time. Bye.
Bye.